Welcome back to How It's About. As usual, uh, we're going to be talking about adventures, lessons learned, uh, an update about us, and an interview. And this one will be on the South Island of New Zealand. All right, welcome back to the show. It's been a while since we've recorded, um, but we are so excited to tell you about the South Island of New Zealand, which, in my opinion, may as well be considered a different country because it is so different from the North. Um, at the North Island, um, if you remember from last episode, it's very uh, lush, green rolling hills and just beautiful farmland, but the South Island is so mountainous and so spread out, and there are a lot of tourists on the South Island because the mountains are so crazy and extreme. Actually, the entire island is two-thirds mountains, so there were a lot more tourists. All the towns were very spread out, so it felt pretty remote, and it's quite a bit colder as it is farther south and just the landscapes are very extreme. The other difference between the North and South Islands are the sandflies, which are these horrible little gnats. Basically, they're, they're tiny little bugs that are like, honestly, they look kind of like gnats, and they just are everywhere, and they will attack you and bite you at any time. So that was the only unfortunate difference, but otherwise, the waterfalls and everything are just beautiful. So I'm trying to pick the adventure to highlight, uh, as usual, it was really difficult. Um, and I don't want you guys to let the sand flies deter you, uh, just near water sources and such, it can be a bit of a nuisance. Um, we went to so many different places. I think a notable thing about the South Island is its glaciers. Uh, there's a number of uh, famous glaciers and a lot of uh, unheard of glaciers all up in the different mountain ranges. Uh, we got to go to a handful of them, uh, some via backpacking, uh, some via drive and a short hike. Um, and they were just absolutely exceptional beautiful blue with waterfalls coming off everywhere and also uh, so many times over New Zealand when you're hiking you can run into these backcountry huts there's over 900 yeah, huts cool. um, yes in, in all of New Zealand mm-hmm. uh, originally they were for um, deer hunting but then they've evolved into a system of places to stay and we were able to uh, stay outside of one because it was cheaper to camp um, <laughs> in just the most picturesque mountain setting um, up near a glacier uh, just absolutely unbelievable. Best spot to just sit and take in the cathedral view of the mountains. Uh, just gorgeous and very moving. Um, and actually, there is a myth um, in Maori culture <laughs> of when the the god who created New Zealand made it so beautiful and so perfect. The queen of the underworld was jealous, and so she actually sent the sandflies to live on the island as a way to smite it with something negative because it's just so perfect. Yeah, I mean, for instance, we were kayaking the Abel Tasman Islands for several days with eagle rays the size of a table floating under us. And oh, they were kind of creepy. Kind of creepy and fast. And, you know, we'd find this perfect beach to camp and we'd sit down and all is well. And the sun goes away and the cursed sand flies arrive. Here they come. Oh. And we would just sit in our tent and cook. We, so, we cooked inside of our tent. <laughs> that's what you got to do. Um, yeah. But everything else is so exceptional you almost got to believe the rumors um it's just too many things to mention as far as adventures go several backpacking trips one to a remote hot spring via gps bushwhacking some of the it was the hardest trekking i've ever done the most dense bushwhacking including olympic coastline um just uh very very much overgrown very difficult that trip in itself could be a whole podcast um but it turned out well because we did find the hot spring and there were also sand flies there it was great yeah um we went through a limestone cave for an hour almost underground with waterfalls um 
too many things to mention, but in deciding the, the one we're going to tell a story about. The Adventure. The Adventure. Turned out to be in the, in the fine town of Queenstown, New Zealand, the adventure capital of the world. Um, we were joined by our friend Maggie uh, from Peak 7, one of, the, one of the guides that got to live in our house there last summer. Um, very randomly was in New Zealand at the same time and joined us for our South Island uh, journey. Yeah, and so she traveled with us for about two weeks, I think. Yep. Wonderful time. It's great time. to have some so company. Good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and partly through her inspiration and just being caught up <laughs> in the, the buzz of Queentown Adventure Capital, uh, we stumbled into a, a skydiving shop uh, by accident. And oh my gosh. An hour later, after much deliberating and uh, all oh. of a sudden saying, yeah, I'd be down. I, would you be down? Yeah, I'd be down. I guess we're down. Then we went back. I was actually super opposed to the idea. I did not want to go skydiving. I <laughs> was super nervous about it. But then we were standing in line for our Ferg burger, which is the famous burger in Queenstown that you have to wait two hours for. And Baba O'Reilly by The Who started playing. And I just was filled with this inspiration. I was like, oh, my gosh, we have to do this. And yep. then Justin said, let's do it. And yeah. then we were just like, all right, we're doing it. Yeah, and the, the cost due to the transfer uh, exchange rate was not too bad. Um, and it just, all the, all the different elements of it kind of came together. And the, the last piece of the puzzle that really kind of sealed the deal is there's a certain destination that people sometimes wait weeks to go. It's the Southern Alps dive, uh, skydive. Um, often it's too cloudy or there's too much wind uh, to make this uh, a, a doable trip. They have to cancel a lot of these trips and more, more commonly people skydive over the Queenstown proper. So you get a view of the town, but you're not so much over the heart there of the mountains. Anyway, so we took a bus for an hour, just hearts in our throats. Every turn was getting us closer to an airplane that was going to dump us out of it. And I secretly kept hoping that the wind was going to make our trip be canceled, but it was a perfect sunny day, not a breeze, like not a cloud in the sky. It was just, there's apparently no better day to skydive. So we're like, okay, we're doing it. So we ended up going close to last out of the whole busload. So that even we got made, to watch a lot uh, of people go. Made the anticipation cool. worse, but it was also <laughs> nice. It was nice to see the chute successfully open. We were borderline nauseous. Yeah. But then we uh, slipped into these not so stretchy jumpsuits mm -hmm. and uh, took a few pictures and before we knew it we were uh, strapped to another human that we didn't very know very tightly yep. to a stranger yeah and sitting in a cramped little aircraft cabin with a tiny plane ominous door that rolls up like a good quarter oh of the wall of the plane oh. rolls up into nothingness and that's how you get in the plane and you know that's the, that's the <sighs> wall that you will fall out of i'm like Shaking even just remembering this. Oh and my gosh, we so climb crazy. at a steep angle. They're, you know, they're, they mean business. They're climbing the plane and circling and climbing and climbing. We went up to 9,000 feet. Which is a little low, but it ended up being a, a really good cost-effective option. And 9,000 is plenty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we decided that's <laughs> 25 a 25-second free fall. Yeah, plenty of free fall there. So uh, I had to go first, and everybody was supposed to have a cool catchphrase. Mine was, I was so focused, I forgot to say a cool catchphrase and just... So sad focused on my posture so we didn't spin out of control. And you die. had the silence and focus of a Buddhist monk. Yes. I was <laughs> I was one with the force and the force was one with me. Yep. So, um, so he just so. slid on out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I was next and I got all ready and I said, and I just yelled to the air, Maggie behind me, got to hear it. You will always remember this is the day that you almost caught Captain Jack and right as we fell out, Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, we made it to the ground safely, but the, the exhilaration, the, the beauty of the view, the feeling is like nothing on the planet. It's amazing. It is utterly peaceful. If you haven't done it, you have to do it. Just, it's, it's worth every penny. If um, I ever have the opportunity to do it again, I will. And over a beautiful place. That was, 
that was the most special part is I would say some of the most gorgeous mountains and lakes in the world yeah. we got to see from a, a very special perspective anyway made it to the ground safely and I would say kind of forever changed uh, yeah. by that experience yeah. absolutely absolutely so lessons learned um, I wouldn't say anything negative really happened. Uh, Might have gotten mm -hmm. a speeding ticket uh, later in the mail. You know, so watch out. They they oh, yeah, give tickets did. by yeah, camera. They don't two. pull you over. Um, <laughs> they'll just they'll just mail it to you, and you uh, might be in the middle of nowhere, and somehow they they know. So don't speed, even though everybody else e easily goes twenty over always. Yeah, it's yeah. it's really unfair. It is what it is. Um, small lesson learned there. Biggest lesson learned: you just need more time there's uh, never enough time yeah we we made it to fiordlands national park near the end and it was like showing up in yosemite and realizing we were doing one thing uh and there's a whole national park uh expansive hidden gems there's there's some areas they really haven't even explored and amongst some of the fjords there might be extinct moa birds in there who knows mm. mysteries abound um, exactly when we actually when we drove in it was towards the end of our trip and it, we, I think we got up at like 4 a.m. to drive there because it was a bit of a drive. I just remember showing up, being so exhausted, and just staring at this outrageously beautiful area and just being like, there's no way we can even begin to take this in. So Yeah, it, it's, it's kind of like El Capitan or Half Dome rise out of a picturesque ocean with waterfalls Ugh. dumping off of every possible point. It's unreal. Um, and we took a boat tour, which was really fun. It's great. And uh, they backed the boat right into some of these waterfalls that dumped into the ocean, and we, we got to really take in, uh, I think, Milford Sound, the, the very famous sound there, um, in a very special way as we cruised through it and got right up to the different cliff walls. And uh, But we left that park realizing there's just so much more. One could spend several weeks in here and just kind of get a basic overview. So yeah. we'll be back. We will. Um, one last lesson that we learned was that you need to be very careful when you are around Kiwis uh, mentioning any kind of need that you might happen to have. They're just hardwired for hospitality. So fun story, we, were, we drove after the Fjordlands, we drove like a six hour drive, oh my gosh all the way down to Dunedin, which is a really cool Scottish vibe town. And we went there to go see a dance concert, which was really great, and um, saw a really wonderful professional contemporary dance company perform. Um, and afterwards, we were just chatting with some gals around us, and they asked us where we were staying that night, and we confessed that we hadn't a plan. <laughs> uh, we were going to go find a campsite, and one of the ladies, lovely, wonderful Jackie O'Rourke, just said, Oh, of course not. Of course you're not staying at a campsite. Come to my house. So we met up at her house. And it was very, very beautiful. Just this gorgeous mansion villa up in the hills. And she just, oh, we had so many great conversations with her. And she made us breakfast the next day. It was just way too much. So, yeah, yeah, just be careful um, about mentioning a need because they will jump in and just give you the shirt off their back. And finally, how could we possibly tell you about New Zealand without telling you about the Maori culture? Um, we were very fortunate to get to um, go see a dance and music uh, feast and show on the very last night of our trip uh, to New Zealand. It was very last minute and we were very lucky to make it just in time to this um, wonderful feast. And right after, we got to interview one of the Maori leaders and here is the interview that we had with him. Kohanaman, he's going to tell me a little bit about um, the history of New Zealand, Maori culture. 
So in conclusion, the South Island of beautiful New Zealand, it's like every major national park in the U.S. crammed into one little island, but even more magnanimous and beautiful. It's, it's just adventure around literally every corner. Yep, it's super compact and everything's there. It's just amazing. And we just barely began to scratch the surface on what you can do and what you can see um, on the South Island. So that's our South Island update and I hope you enjoyed it and we'll tune in next time for our Australia episode. Cheers.